0: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and NA member FDSE. This is PAX What She Said.
1: Now, here's Perry Goldstein
0: and Maggie Loney. Welcome back to another episode of the PAX What She Said podcast. I'm one of your co-hosts, Maggie Loney, joined, as always, by Perry Goldstein. And we have another New York team on deck this week. The New York Jets coming to Lambeau Field to face off against the Packers in their 50s throwbacks, which to me is almost the most exciting part um, Mm -hmm. of this matchup, considering we don't know what the team is going to look like. But we know they're going to be dressed really nicely for this one.
1: Yeah, I love these. Uh, I get to see them live. So my dad already told me he wants to go to the pro shop. He needs needs something. So we'll be doing that. But yeah, I I think you... You have to play better and harder when you're wearing the throwbacks. Like it's just a, it's just a requirement. It's a prerequisite to putting them on.
0: I think if you're a uh, rep in a Jersey from the fifties, then you also have to adopt that style of football and you run the ball. So that's, I love it. maybe, <laughs> it's, it's that mentality this week. Yeah, it
1: is. That, yeah. I think that's uh, what everyone's going to be screaming for. So you're not wrong.
0: So let's uh let's dive right in I guess. Let's talk. I mean, I did I did want to talk about the Jets as a roster kind of in general before we jumped into offense and defense because I thought that the Jets had one of the best off seasons in mm-hmm. the entire NFL. I really loved a lot of the moves they made, a lot of the additions that they had um the tight ends they brought in, CJ Uzama and Tyler Conklin, stole safety Jordan Whitehead from the Bucks, who is a fantastic addition for their secondary. Um, and then they had, in my opinion, the best draft class. I am obsessed with their draft class. So really liked the moves that the Jets made in the offseason and seeing them sitting at three and two in a really crowded AFC East, even though, you know, it feels like the Bills are winning that one. Feels like a wildcard contender kind of season for the Jets, which I'm not sure we all really expected if you look at the Jets on paper and how they've played the last couple of seasons.
1: Yeah, no, I... Uh... I think if the Jets made it to the postseason Jets fans, this would be like one of the best seasons in recent memory for them. Um, I think that this team is just like one of those sneaky um, underdog type teams that you definitely don't want to look over. Like, you know, kind of like the Lions, like you know that they're going to come in and play you really hard and it's not going to be as easy as you thought that they would because they kind of have that very like dog mentality. And I know that they're trying to shift – just the entire franchise's like mindset within that building to being more of a winning mindset and a winning franchise. Cause they haven't had that in a long time. And that comes from the top down that comes from Robert Sala, who I think Packers fans are very familiar with, not just because of his relationship with Matt LaFleur, but because he coached a very good 49ers defense that uh, gave the Packers some hell a couple of seasons ago. And then of course you have Mike LaFleur, who also uh, I think Matt wanted to bring him over and Shanahan was like, no. Um, (laughs) So he, he went with Salah instead. So these are like very, very common opponents from the top down. So it's going to be interesting to see the way they come out and play each other.
0: Yeah. And I mean, I think if it almost reminds me, not necessarily from, you know the the mirrored seasons because we you know the Lions didn't have a very good 2021, but you get a head coach that comes in and just brings like an infusion of energy. And then the way that this this Jets team drafted, they got Sauce Gardner, who was you know widely touted as one of the one of the best, if not the best, corners. Wide receiver Garrett Johnson, and then they stole Jermaine Johnson, the defensive end, and that towards the tail end of that first round. And they just had a really solid draft class. They only had. I think like eight picks total, but they were all in the first four rounds. So really impact players that you would expect to come in and make an impact. Obviously Brees hall, will talk about yeah. the running back they took on day two. So just really like the moves that they've made Robert Sala getting more comfortable, you know, in his second season, Michael floor and offensive coordinators is, is really fun. So You'd, you would think that this would be a, a really fun matchup for Malafleur, but I think there's also a lot of added pressure there knowing how the team dropped the ball last week. And then when you have, you know, your family and your friends coming in that, you know, really well, that makes the challenge a little bit tougher.
1: Yeah. They didn't just have a good off season this season. I think they've had a ha- they've stacked a handful of pretty nice drafts. I mean, I think there's pretty high expectations or there were for Elijah Moore. I know Elijah Moore was a player that a lot of Packers fans really wanted because it felt like he'd fit, Uh, Matt's scheme which kind of makes sense why the Jets would take him continuation of the Lafleur scheme and I mean same with uh, you know they grabbed Corey Davis which at the time felt like a pretty decent move again a guy that like could be kind of Zach Wilson's one so they have a lot of pieces I think now it's starting to come down to how they put them together and like top of mind for me is just how well Zach Wilson can play he's had a pretty up-and-down start to his career, unfortunately, mainly due to injury. So this season, I think the rest of this roster and this new regime there are going to rest pretty squarely on his shoulders, depending on how well or not Zach Wilson's able to play.
0: Yeah, and I mean, you know, obviously this wasn't all Zach Wilson because Joe Flacco was a starter for the first couple weeks of the season, but the, the Jets' offense has looked pretty good. They have four receivers already. Um, or pass catchers, I guess you count Reese Hall in here, but that have over 200 receiving yards. Corey Davis leads the team, almost has 300 receiving yards. So just a lot of production from from their unit early. They've got, you mentioned Corey Davis, Elijah Moore, Tyler Conklin was a free agent addition at tight end. Just they're getting a lot of, I don't want to say this offense is what we expected from the Packers, but they're just doing a really good job of spreading the ball around. And a lot of different guys have found significant yardage and they're finding the end zone.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's a big deal because that's, you know, if we're thinking about how the Packers or defense is going to stop them, we're thinking about, okay, who do they have to cover? And if it's a lot of different people, then it's going to be maybe a more difficult task than you originally thought when you looked at the schedule before the season started.
0: Yeah, and I mean, obviously, you you don't go into this one on paper with a Justin Jefferson type of threat that you circle and you know, but the Packers didn't really show up in the secondary last week against the giants that didn't have any weapons. So when you think about the fact that now Corey Davis is averaging over 17 yards a catch, you have to account for Brees hall in the backfield. Like there's a lot of moving parts here. And if the Packers struggle against one element, like if they struggle in the passing game, Brees hall is going to gash them. Or if they struggle to defend the run, Then the passing game is going to open up for Zach Wilson. And, you know, you're hoping, I guess, at this point that because he's still got some rookie tendencies, hasn't played a ton coming off of the injury, maybe he'll have a little bit of a sluggish start. He has one touchdown and two picks so far this season. But one of the things that makes him a special player is his ability to scramble out of the pocket. And we saw Daniel Jones do that very well on a bad ankle last week. So have to be mindful of Zach Wilson and his abilities as well.
1: Yeah, uh, mobile quarterbacks have been a bit of an Achilles heel for for the Packers' defenses, save from like being able to stop Justin Fields, which is just, just a very bad Bears offense. So I feel like that's the outlier in this scenario. But you're right. I mean, Zach Wilson is just – this is the very beginning of his season, essentially, right? This is his second start um, or third start. His third start. Okay, so this is Zach Wilson's third start. So – he is a little bit behind right of everyone else um, especially getting on the same page with all of his new weapons, just being able to um, run this offense like the way that I think Sala and the rest of his offensive coaching staff would like him to. So you're right. I mean, we talked a little bit and you posted um, a really interesting stat, and I think we'll get into the jets defense side of things, but the Packers defense specifically hasn't had a lot of takeaways this season. They've had, some forced fumbles and some fumble recoveries, but the interceptions haven't been there. Jair is the only one that has the one against Justin Fields to really seal out that bears game. And so um, with a younger kind of basically rookie, like early stage career quarterback, like Zach Wilson, who is trying to like get there, there should be some moments where the Packers defense you would hope would capitalize on, but it hasn't something it hasn't been something we've seen yet this season. So Um, I'd love it if this was kind of the start of their ability to make some plays on the ball, Um, at least some pass breakups, right? I don't think they had a single pass breakup at all against the Giants. Um, If I looked at the stats, I think it was like 14 completions against Stokes and Jair. So at least like bat the ball out of the air against this Jets team.
0: Yeah. And I think one of the, one of the areas I really want to see improvement from this Packers defense is in the red zone, like the, the ability to finish. And we, it was a Mike Pettinism, and I'm unfortunately we're talking about it again now with Joe Barry, but just the idea that you're, you can have a bend don't break mentality, but when you start breaking that defeats the entire purpose and the jets right now are fifth overall um, in red zone offense right now, they they've got a 70% completion percentage. So when they get down into the red zone, they're scoring a touchdown 70% of times which is really significant because one of the things we've talked about with this Packers defense is, you know, can you at least make the points difficult? Can you at least hold them to a field goal? And that was something that we saw improvement on from the Packers because they struggled really bad with that last season in the beginning of the year. And then they kind of clamped down and they got a lot better doing that towards the end of the season. We saw it in the 49ers game, you know, their ability to kind of lock down. And we thought that that was going to continue into the season. And it's been a little bit of a struggle for the defense so far. So, I think that's that's going to be the key here is if the Jets do move the ball which we've just talked about all the ways that they can with all the weapons that they have you've got to be able to get some stops in the red zone because the Jets will get into the red zone at least once and you've got to you've got to make the moves there. Yeah. I'm Alex Rodriguez
1: and I'm Jason Kelly from Bloomberg. This is The Deal. Each week you're here is in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business.
0: Sports is not uh, as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't
1: want to do another stomp you out speech.
0: It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal.
1: Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. I mean, it's something that we've seen on, like, first drive defense so far this season as well. Like, there's only now been one game where the Packers have stopped the opposing offense on their first drive. Um, and for the most part, it's been touchdowns and or field goals. And I think you have to think about that for the remainder of the game, which is if you're getting near the 30 and the 20, once you get there, the game totally changes for this Jets offense, like you said. So you want to try to at least stop them midfield or earlier. And I think this also you know, plays into special teams, right? If special teams can do – some of the magic so far that we've seen with downing punts at the two, make, making the Jets really drive the length of the field, just giving this defense a little bit more time to get that stop. You know, we went into the Giants game saying Packers defense has been one of the best on third down. Obviously that didn't carry over. Um, I'm hoping right. That this Giants game was the anomaly of the season and the Packers can also get back to being that force on third down. Um, Cause they're going to need that in order to stop. Like you said, the, the Jets from getting into the area where they're most comfortable on the field.
0: Yeah. And I mean, one of the things that I want to see from this, this team is just the energy because you know, you could tell like in the post game, the Jets put up 40 points. They did it against a division rival and say what you want about the state of the dolphins team at that point, you know, they were playing a third string quarterback, but Packers were in that same situation against the Patriots and it was not the same kind of outcome. So there's just a different mentality right now where you've got the Packers, they lose a close one in London and they're talking post game about how like, you can't let this be a hangover. We don't want to talk about losing games. We can't, we can't afford to think like that. That's not our mentality. And then you get rookie Brees Hall who comes up to the podium and is like, we're so good, man. Like the, like the energy is just completely different. Like that's his soundbite is him saying like, we're on the sidelines talking about like, we can be so good. Like we're so young and we, we can just be so special and there's, they believe in each other. And I think that's kind of what's been missing from this Packers team as a whole. I mean, Brees Hall as a rookie has 488 yards scrimmage yards right now. All like already through five weeks. That's nuts. He is like the cog for their offense. And it's just like, he's a lot of fun to watch. And I feel like right now there's just a, there's an energy. There's a, a level of having fun that we're not seeing from the Packers. Like, something's just missing and you're seeing it with all these other teams. And we talked about it in the the recap show where we got to stop saying the, the on paper argument because on paper is clearly not winning football games. It's the energy and the mentality that the guys are bringing to the opposing field.
1: Yeah. Well, it's also execution. I think right. from the Packers side of things like the Packers, the Packers should believe in themselves. I'm kind of hoping then that this is like a special week for LaFleur And that he can like rally the guys and say, "Hey, like this isn't just also any old game for me. This is like almost family rivalry. It is not almost. It is family rivalry level. Like this is our house. They're gonna come into our house, and like we cannot be let them beat us in our house." Now, with that being said, right, the Packers at home this time of year are really hard to beat. Um, They do not lose games in October at home. So I think they do have home field advantage on our side. I will do my best to get the crowd to not do the wave <laughs> while the backers are on offense. Um, but seriously, I I do think that there is something to be said for this week being just a little bit extra special for the head coach, and that I hope the guys go out there and play. Not that they need a reason to play hard every week, but an extra, you know, oomph to go out there and like win this for Matt.
0: Yeah, and that is something that we want to see from them is just I want to see them go out and, you know, it's really hard to think about playing a complete game um, when they haven't done it yet this season. But just the ability to play a complete football game and what, you know, all three phases like, you know, we talked about it again in, in the recap show was like, hey, they finally did one of the things that we wanted to check the box for and they didn't turn the ball over. Almost did, but they didn't. So just just stacking successes it's the old coach cliche right that LaFleur always says is just stack your successes sustain some drives on offense like I just want to see them get back to basics in this game and pair that with energy because I, I agree with you like Lambeau Field in October really tough place to play and I think this team needs to to feel rejuvenated with the home game because they got a tough stretch coming up yeah they
1: do they really do
0: 2400 sports is an odyssey company